What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and we are here with another exciting episode of Overthinking MTG. And if you are watching on the video feed, uh, no, it's it, it has absolutely been three unique days. It's a complete coincidence that I'm wearing exactly the same shirt and showing up with the exact same energy level. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, so we're on the gatherer. Let's go ahead and take a look at a random card. Ooh. All right, we got a spicy one today. So this card is Summoner's Pact. And if you're not familiar with Summoner's Pact or the Pact series in general, uh, strap in, because these things are bizarre. Um, so it is an instant for zero. Yes, it's an instant for zero. And I'm sure you're wondering, well, what can it possibly do for zero? Well, it says, search your library for a green creature card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Again, that's for zero. You get to tutor any creature that you want out of your library. Put it smack dab into your hand. Then, at the beginning of your next upkeep, pay four. If you don't, you lose the game. So, the idea is, you get a free instant that you can just drop. But, it comes at a price. You know, there's this kind of installment plan. You know, you're, you get a tutor where you can grab any creature you want and put it into your hand, but you, one of two things needs to happen. You either need to pay four mana during your next upkeep. You know, you basically have to pay four for this spell, but you need to pay it tomorrow. You know, you need to pay it in the next turn instead of this one. Or um, you need to win the game in the turn you play this. You know, you, you better. Because that's the other thing is you can get it for free if you can polish off your opponent with whatever you get. So if you're getting a hasty creature, if you're getting something that's um, with a crazy enter the battlefield trigger or something that you can cheat in through some other means, then, you know, yeah, there's actually a really decent chance that you're never going to have to pay that. Um, there are some other options and some other ways around it, um, but that's really the big one. Also, I mean, it costs four. So the idea being you can tap out and still use this. Uh, and this particular card is uh, pretty bonkers because there were actually a number. And to be honest, I don't recall the exact combo right off the top of my head. But if I'm not mistaken, in modern, um, Amulet Titan ran this. And it's one of those decks where I, I can't even begin to explain it. I've never actually piloted the thing. Um, and I actually haven't played any significant number significant amount of modern so i really can't speak to that meta but i do watch it with kind of this curious fascination um i do find modern players just very interesting and the modern gameplay is, is really fun to watch because there are so many cards that click together in ways that the designers never intended and summoner's pact is one of those um where you can do just some crazy ridiculous stuff with this by being able to, you know, dig for... Well, and the thing with Amulet Titan is um, it combos with Amulet of Vigor in a way. Like, the combo stack is absolutely ridiculous. There's actually there's a YouTube link, or there's a YouTube video done by uh, Pretty Dece is the name of the, the channel, or the name of the, the show, rather. It was a TCG player show where they did a full breakdown of how the combo worked. I've watched it, like, two or three times. I still can't really tell you how it stacks out, because it's insane. But Summoner's Pact is a part of that, because it allows you to go grab a combo piece. So one particular part of this combo, which happens to be Primeval Titan, aka Prime Time, and 
it, it, you, it, you get it in your hand. And if you can use, if you can do whatever you need to do with that card in your hand, you, you know, yeah, you get, you get to do it and you haven't paid any mana to fetch the thing out of your deck. Ooh, that's bonkers. Like, truly bonkers. So, if you aren't familiar, the Pact series actually, there was a whole cycle of these uh, at one point. I'm not sure exactly what set they came out on, um, but they're they're all, you see them every so often. They're the kind of cards that if you really want to piss off your commander group, um, go ahead and bust one of these out, because it makes... It changes the dynamic. It changes the dynamic a lot, actually, because you can do stuff when you shouldn't be able to do stuff. You know, you you can be completely tapped out, and your opponent thinks, oh, now's my chance. But if you have one of these packs in your hand, you can fake them out. There are a lot of other cards that allow you to do this. I mean, the Shoals from Kamigawa are the first thing I think of, just because they're what I played with. Um, I know that's not the best example of this at all. That actually is, of course forgetting the, uh, or overlooking the obvious force of will, which is the free counterspell that in order to cast it, you need to um, remove, you need to exile a blue card from your hand and then cast it. So you're losing two spells, but you are countering a spell for free. Now, one of the packs is actually a card called Pact of Negation, which is the blue one, and it is a zero-cost counterspell. But at the beginning of the next turn, you have to pay, it's like five, you know, which, so it's one of those, like, yeah, you can play it early, but if you don't have five mana available at your next upkeep, you just straight up lose the game. So where Force of Will is like, yeah, if you have another blue card in your hand, you can play it for free, which, all right, you know, going down that that many cards uh, especially in the early game, kind of sucks, but at the same time, stopping whatever ridiculous shenanigans your opponent was getting up to could definitely be worth that. You know, especially if your opponent's running some kind of game-winning combo, being able to just say no at a time when you are presenting a face of being perfectly wide open. If your opponent thinks they have the shot and you can just say, no, just kidding. That's like, mm, 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 mm. that's a level. That's just a good feeling, you know, having that moment of uh, of power. Now, Summoner's Pact is probably not going to give you that specific moment because it's searching for a green creature. And there are a lot of awesome green creatures that you can go grab. But unless you have something like Elvish Piper or... Um, Aether Vial, or any of these other uh, Erratic Portal, like, you know, stuff that allows you, I believe it's Erratic Portal. Is it Erratic Portal? Okay, now I'm second-guessing myself. Um, but Belby's Portal, there you go. Belby's Portal, Dragon Arch, those kinds of things that allow you to, um, you know, cheat stuff onto the battlefield. If you don't have those, then, you know, the thought is, if my opponent is, um, you know, attacking me, and I have... An, you know, an, uh, an Aether Vial down or with the appropriate number of counters on it or I have an Elvish Piper down, I can use Summoner's Pact. So let's say the only card I have on the field is an Elvish Piper. Now, granted, I'm in a pretty good state if I have an Elvish Piper, but I'm tapped out or I have one green up, you know, so I could activate Elvish Piper. And so my opponent, not knowing what's going on, decides to swing in. Well, if I have Summoner's Pact in my hand, I can just I can turn it into whatever creature I want and then cheat it down with Elvish Piper and that can block or, you know, do whatever enter the battlefield nonsense I want it to do. Um, 
Okay, so I can't grab whatever creature. The creature does need to be green. Okay, but in this particular situation, I can grab... I mean, there's so many huge green options that would accomplish that job beautifully. So, you know, this is one of those things where, uh, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of cool uses for Summoner's Pact. Um, not, not to mention Primeval Titan. I mean, just Prime Time is fantastic. I have yet to actually, um, unfortunately, I don't have any. I would love to actually throw down with with, uh, with Prime Time. But anyway, so the packs are just awesome. Being able to cast a card for free. The, the thing that I love about it is just the sheer trickery involved. Because it just fakes out your opponent. It's It's a feint. You know, it allows you to tap out. And let your opponent think that they have you. They it gives them an opportunity to think like they're gonna they're gonna be able to get you. Actually, one thing that I would love to do with this sometime is if this is the only non-creature um, in my hand, I'd love to get hit by like an agonizing remorse or something like that that allows you to or a duress. I would love to get hit with duress with this in my hand, assuming I have the mana for it next turn, because then I could just cast this in response and just make sure that the, <laughs> I have a creature in my hand that they get to look at but they can't remove. Anyway, so it's just kind of a fun, one fun instance where you can really mess with somebody. But, uh, yeah, I didn't even get to the flavor. So flavorfully, we, the, I'm looking at the image. There's no, um, there's no flavor text per se, because the, there's a lot of, there's a fairly wordy card. There are actually seven lines of rules text. Um, so there's that. Um, but the image is actually pretty cool. This is done by Chippy who is a magic artist, the name that, you know, you've probably seen. I bet you have some in, I bet you have some of Chippy's artwork in your collection right now. And it shows a mage, or who appears to be a mage, well, perhaps a summoner, based on the, the name of the card, I can assume, standing on a cliff edge. That actually looks pretty treacherous. I wouldn't, I mean, that that is not exactly stable. But uh, they're standing at the very edge with their arms raised um, with, with a staff, clearly making some kind of large evocation, some large gesture, um, perhaps calling out some kind of incantation. And you can see in front of, you know, on the ground, in front of this cliff is kind of this, what looks like large salt flats or some other kind of barren... Um, desert, perhaps. And in the distance, there's a volcano erupting, which is just kind of neat, and a river, or what appears to be a river. I can't quite tell. But the part that's really evocative and really cool, and there's a nice sense of depth on this piece, too. But um, there's a shadow cast down over the salt flats, like stretching off. Um, it's very, in, the sense of scale is such that you can tell it's really, it, it's a shadow that's very humanoid, but not quite human. You know, it looks like some kind of Golem. I would guess an earth, like an earth golem or earth elemental, is probably what we're looking at, because it's humanoid in structure, but it has a very thin, it has a very thin waist. Uh, it doesn't appear to have, you know, humanoid or human hips. Um, it's a very, uh, you know, automaton-looking construct, construct. But all you can see, all we get to see, is the shadow that it's casting on the ground as this summoner is bringing it, you know, calling upon it and bringing it to the field. So there's clearly a gigantic creature, and uh, they let our imagination fill in the blanks. But we do get to see its general outline and the fact that it's freaking huge. Uh, I love that. I think that's really cool. I like th this... Um, 
this art does a great job of playing with the white space, so to speak. You know, we're seeing the gaps. You know, we don't get to see the creature, but we know it's there and we know it's big. I love that. I think it's really cool. So all in all, yeah, the packs are great. They're just the gameplay wise, the, the, the lines of play they allow and some of the unique interactions you get with them is pretty cool. Um, that said, I've been hit with a packed negation before in Commander games, and it sucks. <laughs> you know, as the recipient of it, when you finally think you got your big bomb down and somebody's like, yeah, no. Like, what? The blue player was finally tapped out. How did that happen? <laughs> anyway, so they're fun. The packs are great. If you have an opportunity to check these out, if you get your hands on some, well done. They're lovely. And uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. As always, my name is Hamhawks42. Well, it's actually Graham like on my birth certificate, but I go by Hamhawks42 on the internet. That's where you're going to find me on uh, on Discord, Twitter, although I almost never actually tweet. But the main one is Twitch. That's where, I'm, where I am the majority of the time, twitch.tv slash Hamhawks42. If you could pop over there, give me a follow. It actually means a lot. That actually that helps the, uh, the stats in a big, bad way. So that'd be fantastic if you like what I'm doing here. I stream every weekday morning, 5.30 to 6.30, and that's also my morning workout. So we have a good time over there. I'm a big fan of just brewing up janky stuff and uh, doing push-ups when I lose games with inevitable janky stuff. All right, guys. Well, I'll catch you there or here tomorrow. You have a wonderful day, and, and I will talk to you later.